Tupac back in the day? No, no, no. Was it something else? It was on Broadway. It was called Holla If You Hear Me. Holla If You Hear Me, the musical. Yeah. Was it good? No. Absolutely. I don't see it Very quickly. Yeah. Why would you make a Tupac musical? A Tupac musical? Yeah. That sounds fun. That's like contradictory. All the way. There's a way that can be done. I'm good on it. It's like T.I. making that Katrina movie. What happened to that? Don't get me wrong. Um, I just was talking about that with somebody. Who was that? B Mike was talking about that joint. Apparently, like RZA thought that uh, he could get away with it because, um, like you know, New Orleans, even New Orleans was mad at him. You know, what I mean, feel like generally people were still going to see the shit. But you see, it never came out. It was supposed to come out in February. Son, you can't. Ti was making a movie. Not Ti. Ti in that movie. Remember that joint with Shamik Moore. Uh, Terrence Howard, I think Wesley was in that bitch. That dumbass. He was like the night everybody, watch. The night watch. Everybody was <laughs> mad when the trailer watch. dropped, man. You remember, you remember that? that shit? He, you seen it. You <laughs> man, it's called it. Cutthroat City, man. It never oh came out. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah bro. Oh my god. That was so bad. What? And why for doing Katrina, though? Like, so, like, to name it Cutthroat? How you tell it? And then about doing Katrina? My d- that's kind of a slap in the face. It's a, it ain't no kind of slap in the face, dog. You don't tell no nobody's story and don't include them. In the mouth. Nobody from New Orleans. Dude, nobody in New Orleans even in the movie. And I'm like, dog, if y'all gonna make a film, because it's one thing if you just make a movie in New Orleans, fine. But you can't say we telling a post-Katrina story. The pe- the reason why they robbing whatever is because they, you know, was broke up. You know, affected by Katrina, and you don't hire not one New Orleans actor, son. Like, nah. Yeah. No, and no. Shamik Moore apparently felt some kind of way because New Orleans was clowning his accent. He was like, "Man, this the shit was stupid." He, he, he claimed how everybody, you know, apparently, you know, thought that he did well whenever he puts on, you know, in his other films. And the thing is, Shamik, you're a great actor. No, he's, you a, he's fabulous. You're a great yeah, actor, is, but you, our accent is hard to get, and unfortunately, yeah. it's not been mainstream enough right. for people to be able to catch it. Like we yeah. could catch New York accent or yeah. whatever accent we need to catch because it's always on TV. We're not, so you can't just spend couple of weeks and think you're gonna be rocking it to a point that people are gonna be believing you so you know do people and, even say cutthroat anymore who say that and also here's here's the thing <laughs> there are a lot of people who are born raised and bred in this city who just don't have the accent i was gonna say they got google people who don't even sound like that i don't sound like i don't think i sound like that 
Girl, you sound southern. But like New Orleans, like yeah, like I don't, I don't well, want to. You gotta turn like it, you gotta turn it on, no. That's what I'm saying. You can turn it on, though. Like he, he should like come that. rising about you. Because it's been around right. you your whole life, but rising about you. Google friends who don't sound like that, and they got they got a few versions of the New Orleans accent too. Yeah, it's not one like simple thing, and that's what I'm saying. You with social media, you can't come here a couple of weeks and think y'all got it from the ninth work. Nah, it's no, not. it's it's not that easy. No, it's not. Hard tea, hard tea. Jesus, I totally forgot about that. You keep it forgotten. Please, we don't need Please. it. We don't need it. But uh, yeah, man, I guess oh. we're gonna just get into this here, girl. Oh my god. <laughs> Welcome to acting wild black. Woo! Again. <laughs> Again. Wait, they, do they know? You gotta tell them. I've been told it. Oh, yeah. oh, I've been ago. said it. I was like, oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah bro. Yep, so this is, even though, what, what episode this is? It takes seven. Yeah, it takes seven, you hear me? Because I got yeah. Buck coming tomorrow. I got oh, yeah, Nicole coming. Hey, man, we about to, well, we still about to talk, man. We, we Man, fuck that. This is Martin Bass Bradford, yeah. you feel me? Yeah. This is Martin Bass Bradford, y'all. You know, follow me however you follow me, dog. You know, I'm in this thing. We're here again. With the guests that we had previously recorded, but shit happened, so we about to do it again, even better, because we got even more to talk about now. So, and now we can actually talk gloves off, because before, you know, we'll get into that. Lawrence, what's your name? Dude, okay, hey folks, I am Lawrence J. Weber Jr., the arrogant observer, and apparently the Black Actopedia. Black Actopedia. That's a thing. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. I am Soul Boy Thirty. Check me out on Snapchat. That is Lweber584. If you Next still Next stop golden hub, she don't want it. Um, oh, she won't. <laughs> and that's how we get in trouble. Um, <laughs> check me out on Lweber584. And also check me out on arrogantobserversrants.blogspot.com where the cat is reading Robert O'Hara's Booty Candy. Booty Candy. What did you say? The, cat, the cat's reading this. You never heard this play called Booty Candy? Mm-hmm. It's a play called Woody Candy. Y'all are deadheads. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not a deadhead. I just be hot hearing about things. I wish I knew about more plays. And then sometimes Lawrence would say some shit. And I'm like, what's that, Lawrence? He'd be like, oh, well. Maybe CDFG. Oh, baby. It's the candy to the booty. Well, you know, that's how it goes. So, we're in this thing, man. With. What's her name? Ten year waivers. Ten year. I just <laughs> slapped him. That's what that was. Yes. Yeah. Where did they were I saw her face when she did it. It was hilarious. Ten year waivers, man. You might know her from Ma. You might know her from Queen Sugar. You might know her from apparently you got you popped up on the Netflix joint. Yes. You ain't tell nobody. It's just like I see somebody else. you like, oh, she's in some Netflix. She's getting some Netflix money here. I about it. Oh, oh, we just doing it. I'm forgetting about my joints. <laughs> Boom! Stop. Sprinkle me, no. baby. Yes, holler at the people, Miss Weavers. Since you know, do we do? You know, you know what y'all always be saying about El Nichelle about how you know y'all just got to wiping her ass with a hundred dollar bill. Oh yeah, man. You know what? Smacking <laughs> people in the face with when a sack. We ain't saying you did that. We got somebody. They, they, uh, they, they always trolling. Them, telling them go clean yourself we, up. That's you too now. <laughs> no, I wish. Superstar. Trust me, I will take a picture of it and post it. Like if that was the thing. Um, I'm Tanya Waivers. <laughs> Do y'all hear her? I don't I'm Tanya Waivers. I am currently not on social media, but if you want to follow me, it's there. Um, Google her. You could Google me now. 
Um, yes. Instagram, Tanny Fanny, and everything else, Tag Me Out Waivers. Ain't it trippy when you Google yourself and see The how- weirdest. When you sent me that, I literally stopped everything I was doing. I was like, this is very interesting. Right. And... Like, who did it? Like, somebody took the time to go, like, dig through everything and put it on this page. And, yeah. And they will find it and they'll connect it and you just be like, I'm just little old me and my little old microcosm. they like, yeah. nah, nigga. We watching you, microcosm, right. nigga. It made me even more aware of, okay, I really gotta watch. Because they found, they had stuff of that that I didn't even know, I forgot about. So, why don't you put it on the internet? That's what made me laugh. Everybody's so um, afraid about that the Russian app with the face app thing. I'm like, all of the shit is already out there. Be, dude, all of right. shit being compromised. It's literally been out there. Come on. You own a, you own a smartphone, it's, it's out there. Who's that, who's, that, who's that voice? Who's that I don't know. It's other people. Oh, in Lord Jesus. Okay. Oh, hi, guys. Um, it's the great glass bit here. <laughs> It's the guy who voiced you here at the top of this podcast every time you do the theme song. Y'all don't know if you knew that. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, apparently, I do the theme song. Yes. Okay, and I'm just sitting out. here. Okay. Ooh. A theme song that I have listened to so many times that when driving home and it's playing, I actually um, harmonize to it in the car. Oh. You're supposed to, Lawrence. That's what it's made for. It's it's, it's really made for it. Like, <laughs> you can do both parts. Oh. Uh, yeah, man. So, yeah, my dude right here in Glass B sitting in. Tanya Way was apparently hijacked him. I mean, you're, you're a fucking black actor, so, so there's no reason why you can't right. kick it around. So now not, not you just part of the conversation, dog. Right, welcome. I guess so. Oh, <laughs> Go to the gym right <laughs> on. <laughs> but, so before we get into everything with Miss Waivers here, L Dub, who you got for our black actor shout out for the day? Black actor history moment. Black actor history moment. Oh shit! Okay, it, this is actually a page long. I have to write the shit down. You had to That's write the you shit down. Congratulations to everybody. God damn everybody. Every black actor who is now nominated for 2019 Emmys. Oh, Lord. <sighs> Wait. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, it's yes. Beautiful thing. Shout out to the limited, the nominee for Come closer. Series. Come closer to the mic. Yeah, uh-huh. The nominee for limited series, which is When They See Us. Yes. And nominees for Outstanding Drama, of course, Pose, which he was, I was walking in. And he was watching. I just started watching Pose. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be fun down the line. Now what really sucks is I know there's a main character death. I don't know who it is. Well, I feel like there's a main character death. Just how people have been reacting to some recent episode that's making it seem like either someone got murdered or someone got extremely hurt or fucked over. So I'm already in this season like, man, which one of y'all about to get fucked up? So I'm not look. I'm purposely trying not to look at people's faces at the moment. That are, that are ahead of me in this series, nope. but I'm happy that I started yeah, watching no. it. I'm I mean, not saying well, shit. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I was um your podcast and Euphoria made me uh start watching Pose. Oh, y'all talked about Euphoria. Not not on this podcast. I need to start Euphoria. Oh, yeah, yeah me and Marty. Shut your mouth. Me and Marty about to start reviewing it. Oh my god, you will love it. It's so good. Okay, so let's get back to these nominees. You did. That's fire. We gonna talk. Oh, we got things to talk about. That you okay? Let's go. Keep it moving. Okay. 
Uh, Viola Davis for How to Get Away with Murder. Uh, shout out to Viola Davis and the upcoming final season of How to Get Away with Murder. So what, what's the final season's number? Six. Six. So I dropped off at three. Yeah. You, you got some catching up I to got do. a lot of catching up. Uh, shout out to nominees for lead drama. That is Sterling K. Brown, who's won like two so far. And Billy Porter. Billy Porter is the first openly gay nominee for lead drama in the television series. Well deserved. Get yeah. out to Mr. Gus. Giancarlo Esposito is nominated for Better Call Saul. Don Cheadle and Anthony Anderson. Gus is on Yay. Better Call Saul now. Apparently. I have to catch up on that. Shit. Uh, wow. Don wow. Better Call Saul is the um, spinoff from Breaking Bad. And you know, Saul prequel. was his lawyer, so we, it's a prequel. It's a prequel what? about Why how Saul got on. Yeah, so now yeah, Gus Spring is now from, you know, now he's on that joint. What network? Or what? AMC, same shit. Yeah. They only least a fourth season at this point. Damn. Oh, I'm happy. A new thing, because I don't have nothing to watch right now. It yeah. is a, uh, Shout out to those who are nominated for lead comedy. Uh, that's Don Cheadle for Black Monday, Anthony Anderson for Blackish. Now, lead limited, now, lead actor and actress from limited series, you shout out to Mahershala Ali. Oh, my nigga. Anna Uncle Hirsch. Ellis, Nisi Nash, and of course, Jarrell Jerome for When They See Us. Mm-hmm. And Mahershala was for True Detective. All right. Just give that little boy his Emmy, please. I was happy. Not only, okay, see, to me, Jarrell Jerome was a shoe, and that would have been like the ultimate snub if he didn't. Yeah. But I was happy for old, old boy uh, that played young Kevin. What's his name? Asante Black. Get, oh, get the head of me. I'm sorry, dog. Your girl's cousin. Your, yeah, your girl a cousin. And once I mean, nephew, you look nephew, 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 in the damn face, they look just alike. Oh, shit. Once you find it out, they look just alike. <laughs> Them jeans is strong in the Wiley family. Goddamn. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> But, like, he touched me heavily in those t- just the two episodes he was in, so I was hoping he'd I get something. I can't look Absolutely. at his face, because if you look at his face for too long, you're going to start Ooh, crying. You're going to cry. Asante um, uh, Black, Michael K. Williams, Marsha Stephanie Blake, and John Leguizamo for supporting limited actor for When They See Us. Yes. Shout out to the hardcore guest drama, guest um, drama uh, category. Glenn Turman. And the you know Colonel Taylor from uh, uh, um different world yeah yeah, yeah. he's still around he, he's still kicking it yep. <laughs> let's go nominated in strip number let's go for playing uh, old old uh, hilariously muscle bound nigga from How to Get Away with Murder's daddy he's on How to Get Away with Murder now yes, okay let's go he's Nate's dad. <gasps> He is. Now, this nigga, Nate. And this nigga is good yeah. in that. Yeah, right. I'm a, I'm a, I gotta catch I, up. To be honest, I love Montem. Oh, go Katie. Yeah. Ron Cephas Jones for This Is Us. Big up Cicely to him. Tyson for How to Get Away with Murder. If I'm not mistaken, they submit her for the um, the crossover episode between them and Scandal because she was in the second part. Uh, Laverne Cox for Orange is the New Black and Felicia Rashad for This Is Us again. She was on This Is Us this year. Felicia Rashad just... Yeah, Uh she's been good. Maya Rudolph is nominated for Guest Comedy and of course at the very end of the list but definitely not least because I have a feeling he or she will read the fuck out of me um, is RuPaul for Best Host Reality Show for of course RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm. There's still come so, There are so many folk. I'm, I've watched literally one season, mm-hmm. and that was it. 
It was. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It's Wait, just okay. like RuPaul's oh, Drag Race. Oh, it's good. I saw the very first it's, season it's and really I was good. like, "This I'm is cool." Reality show. I just guy. haven't. I'm no, not a big reality show person, is, so I'm like, and during rehearsals, especially for theater, <laughs> especially for musical theater, the first thing they was like, "You watch RuPaul's last week? Oh, bitch!" It's like I, I, I and I'm like, huh? Well. It's like, he, he's Emmy nominated. He black, so clap, you go. clap, clap, clap. You hear me? I don't know if it's because it for, to other people it may come off as caricatures. That's why it's it has such a greater audience. But then, because people love that show. Yeah, you know what I mean? Is yeah. So different. Dra- it's I not just dra- like regular people just drinking all day, partying all night, like a stupid rabbit show about people that yeah. we don't care about. But something about this. And I think it's because it's drag. I mean, because it's drag. Because it seems like caricatures. It gives us a... Uh, I don't know. I can't... I'm struggling trying to find my words. I don't know what the show I, about. So, uh... I it's a competition. Know. Oh, it's, okay. It's, it's drag queen competition. It's a drag queen competition. Competition, um, yes. And like I said, I did not... See, I just saw drag was like a bunch of dudes create characters. They... Are true artists. No, really though. They are in really every way. true in artists. Design, in design, and actually spoke. I actually spoke with um, Nicole and Fox, who used to perform down here, or still performs down here. I don't know. Um, but listening to well him and talking about the character that he created and the way that he has the show set up, it's like, God damn. Yep. That is. Awesome. Yeah, and More it. power to you, sir. Yes. Do your thing. Well, get it in, guys. Oh, it's and deeper and bigger than what even though it's not an act, uh, it's not an acting thing. Shout out to Surviving R. Kelly, who is now nominated for a uh, for an Emmy, and shout out to the Chicago Police Department for finally doing something right and arresting that little bitch. Last week, <laughs> about damn time. Oh, have, and this ain't one. Have fun, sis. <laughs> And this ain't no black shit, but I just laughed at the fact that uh, Brienne from uh, Game of Thrones, the actress that played her, apparently Game of Thrones, HBO didn't submit her to be uh, for Emmy nomination consideration. Why? So she submitted herself, and now she's nominated. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> ain't that some shit? Oh, I know I was the shit. Let me, no, excuse me, I got this. I right. Got this. Here you go. I got this. Yes. <laughs> I want to nominate myself, of, nigga. What you mean? Just the unfortunate of that, can you really think about it? That not only takes time, but it takes patience and it takes money. It's campaign. Because once you do that, you got to sit up there and campaign. Yeah. And you don't have the money of HBO behind your ass. Mm-mm. You literally have to do that shit yourself. Wow. I don't know what they are paying them on Game of Thrones, but can I have some? I mean, mm-hmm. can I? I just, I just, um, I don't want to get into it. Anyway, acting while black, we're in this yeah, thing. We're going to talk some Queen Sugar. Uh, <laughs> but first, man, Tanya Weaver. Half the people in the room are in Queen Sugar. <laughs> oh, you just want to play technical. Well, uh, technically, half the people in the room are in Queen Sugar. <laughs> I don't want to start with Queen Sugar. <laughs> I want to start with Tanya Weaver and Miss Lady, how you got in the game? Let's start there. Yeah. Google. Google. Third guest to say this Google, Google. got her in the game. I woke up one day and said, you know what? I remember that one time somebody put me in a class and I was like, I don't want to be in this class. And then years later, I found myself not literally just working. And so I just Googled and I went to, I found an acting coach and it was up here about since then. 
uphill battle is exactly what the journey is. I need to explain this. If this is your first time ever listening to Acting Wild Black, this is me and L-Dub basically bringing, a person, bringing actors we know on, producers, writers, directors. Like I said, I got Ed Buckle, Buckles coming with E-Jazz. That's going to be fun. Um, that's gonna be dope. Yeah, uh, we just both we just, of them. Both of them at the same time. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna go to lunch real quick. I mean, come through. Why are you coming watching? I don't care. It's tomorrow at noon. But um, yeah, but we we get people along because oftentimes I'm often asked, how do I get in the game? What I gotta do? And there's so many ways to get in this game, and there's so many journeys and so many experiences that I it's, it's hard to give anyone a straight answer. Mm-hmm. So I say, you know what, especially for my black people, because there's so many podcasts out here with so many ways for you know white folks. And sometimes it's all the same shit, and sometimes it's not. And if you're black in America, you already know that. So <laughs> I feel like I'm going to bring people on, and they're going to talk about the experiences, what inspired them, what got them in the game, or just you know their outlooks. And, you know, we, it's just, you know, we just talk and shop. And hopefully through our shop talk, y'all can learn something or that, you know, we can put you somewhere, even get re-inspired. Because somebody hit me up recently was like, man, just listen to y'all talk that got me, like, invigorated. I want to go <laughs> do some shit. And I was like, yeah, hey. hey, what's, what's up? So that's that's what it's here for. You hear me? It is. It invigorates me, damn it. And you on this motherfucker. See? <laughs> I can talk about this all day. I mean, that, that's part of the reason why we do it. So, um, yeah, so I back to you, Miss. You Googled it. So, is this something that you always wanted to do, or what, what, what made you one day decide to hit that Google and look up what you had to look up to get here? Um, no, 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 no. What made me decide to Google it? Yeah, because, you know, a lot of people have these dreams, and some don't even decide to ever touch them, and some might wait till their 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah. Before they shit, you know, roll the dice. Mine, I don't have this, like, story of I I was climbing my way. I don't know. My story isn't as dramatic as I think it is. I've always been the type of person. I never like doing something without having a goal in mind. And I literally found myself working one day at a clothing store because my my past is in fashion. So I found myself working at a clothing store. One day I woke up and I just didn't want to be there anymore. I really, I was so unhappy. And I was like, I need to figure this out. <laughs> Shut up, why are you laughing at me? You've been there. Really? I just feel like it, everyone's just there. But well, Because what, what the, what, we're no, supposed to be listening. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh my God. I'm joking. Well, I, I, I'll so, but honestly, no, that's basically, that's, no, for real, that's, that's what happened. I... I'm not going to let myself sit in the space of being lost or confused, uncomfortable, unhappy, or stuck, or broke, or something. I'm going to get up and figure that shit out myself. Why acting? There's a bunch of things oh, you could have done. Oh, why acting? Acting makes me figure out who I am first before I try to be someone else. Mm. Oh, that's nice. And it woke me up to things about myself that I didn't know. And to me, that's life-changing. Mm. Literally, because you're mm. changing. You're saying that from knowing it now, but what made you decide that that's what you want to do when you was on the outside? Good question. Say that one more time. When you were on the outside, mm-hmm. what attracted you? Um, that's that's a great question. Hmm. So my first, no, I don't want to say my first thought, but I'm really trying to think. 
Mm-hmm. You um, gotta say your first thought then. <laughs> That's yeah. the case. My first thought, I, I'm a I'm a natural born like observer, and I like to people watch. Okay. And it, I'm very interested in people, literally like the way they move and like people mannerisms. I love when people are talking and their face just they don't they don't they're not aware of what their face is doing when they're talking, and I think that's so funny to me. And so me, I being very observant of somebody and wondering. You didn't even know you just did that. Like, how did you do that? Or did you know you just did that? And that unknowing of self, watching people, made me want to, like, look at it. Or, See, I don't know if that makes sense. I know, I know, no, it makes I a think, lot of sense to me. I want to do about? something to just kind of jump, jump your mindset off. Um, the reason why I wanted to be an actor was, well, 17 years old, I, um... Well, 9-11 happened when I was about 17 years old. So, at that time, I wanted to be a journalist. And then 9-11 happened. And I found out the intense hard work that a journalist has to do. And that you could, as just being a, you know, just a reporter out there, you could put yourself in mortal danger. So I was like, is this something that I will want to do for the rest of my life? Because I'm starting to look for colleges at this point. And I, was, and I was like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I don't. What did I want? And I just had to sit down one day. I was like, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. What makes me happy? Yeah. And when I did that, I remember I was thinking to maybe a year prior when I went to Dillard and saw a production of The Wiz. Now, The Wiz, as a show, I saw the fir- I saw my first knowing of The Wiz. I knew that there was a Michael Jackson and Diana Ross movie out there, but I had never seen it. But Dillard was the first time I've ever seen The Wiz or ever heard of The Wiz. And I remember this is the happiest they seem like they have it. Then I remember the show mm. that I did earlier in the year, and I was like, that was so much fun. You mean to tell me if I do this, there's a chance that I'm going to be doing this on stage for the rest of my life? Because that's what I want to do. I want to do something I can do for the rest of my life and be happy with it, not get tired of it, mm-hmm. not feel like, oh, well, shit, I don't know why I did this. Or, like, have that realization at 40 that I didn't waste a whole fucking lot of my life. And I was like, I can always do this. They need young people, they need old people, they need middle-aged people. I can always do this, and this makes me happy. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Dillard, and I'm going to major in theater. Because I want to be in a place, in a situation where I want to be happy with what I'm doing for the rest of my life. And some... So, but I'm saying some of this is some hindsight as well, but basically you were seeing them be so happy that you wanted some of that joy. Yes. And I feel like I understood what she was saying too, because she was saying that she's so fascinated by people, she wants to try them on. And that's yeah. and then, <laughs> that's part of, and that's all part of this. Yeah, this big it's cycle. a combination of that and that moment of when I finally went to acting class and I just did it because somebody told me to try it. Yeah, and what it changed inside of myself. That made it was it was a high. It was freeing for me to 
literally the performing part of it. Yeah. When I did it on my first acting class, that's what made me decide I want and I can get paid for it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so let me what? ask this question. Did you go to did you start going to acting class for the notion of <clears throat> let me see how this is, let me see if I actually want to do it, or were you just kinda like trying out different things? I'm an acting class this day and then I'll be in a crest. No, it the next was the, that first part. That first part. I went the first time I went was because someone convinced me to go. Ah. That was when I was at a younger point in my life. Like a that was a while ago. Mm-hmm. It didn't it wasn't that first moment where I knew because somebody just suggested it. It wasn't a choice that I made. It wasn't until I made the choice years later when I saw that I was unhappy. I had to make the choice for myself to want to try it. I feel like if somebody tried to convince me to do it, it does it wouldn't sit as I wouldn't have that. It wouldn't click to me. Um if that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, it wasn't until that second moment where I did I I said I'm gonna try it because this lady told me about it and I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do, so I don't mind trying new things. So I decided to do it on the first day that it it hit. So let me, now I'm, I don't think if I asked you this, even in the last time we did this interview <laughs> of sorts, I don't like to call it an interview because we talking, but um, okay, as, as we already know, I came with you from YouTube, with this 48 hour time again, we're <laughs> back around another year, okay, so uh, yeah, maybe four, Facebook just told me five years ago, five years ago, um, apparently we, you know, we was the 48 hour film project, my team, we always do it, you gotta make a move in two days, boom, That's and- so um, gird your loins and pack a fresh pair of drawers. Yeah, was man. Five years ago. Yeah, man. We yep, it's been five years. Woman, happy anniversary. I'm five years old. Hell yeah, you old woman. <laughs> so um, anyway. I'm younger than all y'all. I mean, yeah, from well. gauging by the parts that you keep getting, apparently <laughs> so. But um, yeah. So um, we looking for new people, new new actors and stuff. And um, apparently, uh, Mike Five tells me that there's um people. It's a sausage fest. No, no, no. I'm telling Mike Five is a sausage fest. I'm like, we need some more women. We need some more women. But but that that's not what that's not what I was about to say. I was, he was telling me that there uh, this year that they had uh they was doing like these clips where you can these reels of sorts where people who want to have be on a team do a monologue and you can just choose if you want them to be part of your team or you're gonna holler at them. So I remember I'm watching them and as soon as I saw you, it was like shit. Like it just you just like stopped me. I thought you'd been doing it for long. You said I'm just starting. I was like Okay, we okay. Let's 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 jam. You heard me. How did you get wind of that? <laughs> How did that even happen? The YouTube audition. Where did you? Where did someone tell you to uh, do? Oh, how did I get on that? Yeah. The acting coach. So your acting coach put you on forty eight. Yes, the acting coach who my very first acting coach. When after a while she, you know what? My second acting coach. I lie. Um. Cause I went to Dane. Cause Dane was the first person I, I googled and who ended up contacting me back. Word. Dane Rose. Shout, shout out. out to Dane. Um, <laughs> and then later on, he put me onto a new coach, and she was like, "Okay, well, you should try this because we were." I was going to her for a minute, at least a year, and she no less than a year, a little less than a year, and she was like, "You know what? There's this thing coming up. You should try it. Get your feet wet." And I was I I told her no at first. Word. Why? I was nervous. <laughs> 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 Straight up. <laughs> I was nervous. I was so nervous. Like, I was so, I was so green. So I'm, I feel like I'm still a little green. 
just a little dark green. I'm, but, <laughs> you know. I think you always go ahead. I think that's part of being an actor, that sensitivity, that self-consciousness to a certain yeah. degree. And I think you need that. But like one thing I think that worked to your advantage that I saw even five years ago was you had this natural way. And you like you, you don't have a theater background. And that mm -hmm. kind of serves you at times because we often talk about that transition from theater to film. Some people can do it, some people can't. And you just had this natural way that sometimes, I mean, I want to say sometimes that you don't seem like you're acting. And that's that's what you want for film. When I watched wow. it, I was like, whoa, I believe her. And Thank you. I cringe when I watch that. I'm just going to be I honest. mean, I'm like, nah, man. Like, and that's the thing. Even, even I mean. The, the, with me, like I always say, the biggest compliment anyone can ever give me as an actor is that they believe me. Even if, if I can go through a fine tooth comb it's and see always more this pool, this more. pool, I can do better than that. Mm -hmm. It don't matter though. Like, because that's going to be us as craftsmen going back over our work, knowing all the technical, technical shit. Yeah. But if a layman is just watching your performance and they feel like you really uh, Kiki for real mm -hmm. and they meeting you in person, they surprise you are not the age. And I'm not going to throw your age out here, but I'm saying you're not Kiki age, damn it. You hear me? No. It, that that you know that 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 is one. That's a big. That's a big thing as a compliment. It's a necessity as an actor because our whole deal is to make you believe us. Yeah. We have to tell real stories to the fact wow. that they sit with you. So yeah, that that caught me early. Like you know, what I mean, of course, everything got to grow. So moving on to you know some other some other things before we get into all the TV things, I want to get into your audition, your audition process. What that what that look like or what that sound like? Uh, at this point, very stressful. But a good problem to have. But my addition process is. What do you mean exactly? What do you you mean? just got the C mail. Bing. What do you do? You oh. got you got the script. Um. I read it. Get all the details. Usually, well, actually, I'm bad at that. I'm usually I'm supposed to read the whole email top to bottom, but I usually go straight to the script. I skip everything else <laughs> and go straight to the script. Um. Read it, work on it. A lot of my work comes from me doing it by myself. And then for me to um, find out about the character, find about the story, find about how we can relate, relate, not judging my character at all, writing down similarities, thinking, not writing down, or whatever, sometimes it depends, but thinking about the details of how we're similar, how we're different, what I need to put to the side. Uh, and the more confident I become in knowing the story and my character, that's when I start to try to perform it. And to me, that is the fun part of it. Because um, the first part to me is like doing your research, which is tedious, tedious work sometimes get on my nerves. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I could just matrix this shit and just like upload right? the words. And let me do all the creative right. stuff, like, man. Uh, it just... really takes most of the time. Yeah, man. But the fun part of it is really standing up warming up and manifesting that into your body and into your circumstance and into your surroundings so um that's when i usually need somebody else i it's very which is the catch 22 well which is not the catch 22 which is the hard part about auditioning because when you it's easier to have somebody if you know somebody who can help tape your auditions it's helpful when you have somebody who can talk about it with back and forth so you can make sure you're catching up the different perspectives read the script work on the script perform the script send it in um, lately I've been doing more and more. When I first started my first few years, I would only do one round, one round things, but now, and I'll give that to growth, I'm guessing, I'm now starting to audition for things that has 
multiple callbacks in it. You gotta mm-hmm. go through cast director. You gotta go through cast director, director. You gotta go through cast director, the producer. You gotta go through cast director, yeah. producer, network. It's just like all this type of stuff. So, so to break it down to people that might not be catching what she's saying. Like most times, you know, when you get you get you do audition, then you get a callback, and then you probably book it or you don't book it. Right. She's saying that some of the uh, some of the, a lot of roles that she's getting now. She's at a point where it's multiple callbacks, and we at the multiple callback stage. I mean, you, 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 you know, you rocking with the heavy hitters because yeah. now it's not just you're probably going up against names, I most am. likely. You know what I mean? So that's that's a good place. For instance, that's a good place to be as your as for trajectory, especially in a five year span. But continue. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's that's kind of it in the in a nutshell. Uh, but I didn't I didn't gets, ask you the question. I meant that I I've been start with. How'd you get your agent? Oh, how I got my agent, the lady, the acting coach. Dude. This lady. So this lets y'all know out there, dude. Find a good acting coach because you never know where that network will take you. Really, though. And stay committed. Show them that you're committed because I know that's one thing. Like, I was always on time. If not, I was always there before she was. Like, she saw I was hungry for it because at the time, I I quit my job, staying with my daddy. I got to get it together. I'm not doing anything else. So... Um, but I showed her that I was really hungry for it. And I think that's what really op- opened her up to wanting to help me outside of what we're doing in the classroom. And I'm tripped out because this is the time that I'm meeting you. So I remember. Literally, yes, yes, during that time. And you like kept, you just had all these questions. Mm-hmm. How do I do this? What do I do? Mark, da, 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 like you was yeah. like a freaking, you just wanted information. You was like, well, yeah. this acting class, I'm going to Atlanta, I'm going to do this thing. And it's like, it's a trip to see like, you know, the progression. Because it's like, yeah, I remember that fucking seed. And she just was throwing some water on that. <laughs> and now, okay, like, we pulling from the tree, dig. So like, yeah, yeah. I, I was proud to see my, I was proud to see you when Queen Sugar popped up. You know what I mean? I, like every time, because I'm always going back to it. Man, that's that girl I saw on the YouTube reel and shit. Shout out mm-hmm. to Gumbo Monster, Raheem in the building, so you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, anyway. When the next one? When the next one? Okay. This weekend, next weekend. But anyway. Um, so yeah, it, through her, yet again, she, um, she introduced me to Jackson, who did my headshots. Jackson Bills. Jackson Bills. Uh, he's a photographer. Yes. Um, he's done both of my sets. I haven't gone to anybody else ever. Um, and then she has my agent. And then my agent. Got my other agent, and now I got two badass agents in Atlanta and L.A. And that's a good situation to have. Like, I often tell people, you only really need one agent for the South. Get you something set up in the West. And if you can, that that combination can get you a lot of things going on. Um, Some people like, but getting that first agent can be hard. Yes, Um, yes. Headshots, what makes a good headshot to you? What makes a good headshot? For the director or when you're looking for somebody to shoot the headshots? I'm saying as far as um, when you see a headshot, what mm-hmm. makes you go, that's a good headshot? Uh, um, I'm going to just say everything. The eyes. That's where I was going. The eyes. If I see an emotion and a person in your eyes, uh... I can easily not just guess, but I can like, dang, this person is this, 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 you know, when, when you're looking at it. So think of that. Don't don't go all shark eyes on everybody. <laughs> but one thing I often tell people, that's like one of those 
weapons that not enough actors use. And like, especially when I'm like teaching um, actors, like your eyes, man, be very aware of what you're doing with them because so much expression is coming through them, man. If you if you know how to if you know if you use them if you're aware. Yeah. There's so much that you can do just with your eyes. Definitely. And that, and that also goes back to believability. You know what I mean? Sometimes if you're in a scene with somebody, I've been in scenes with people and we make it eye to eye and I'm talking to them, I can feel like, okay, we we here together. Yeah. And then other times you might be with somebody and they be like, yeah. hey, hey, stop acting. We're, right. we're talking. Come on. And it's, it's, it, that, that fine line is between booked and, you know, sitting on your ass wondering about et cetera and, and et cetera. Yes. So, um, LW, throw it to you right quick. Can you tell us a story of a time where you feel like you've gotten cheated or had in order to further your career? Last time we were speaking a little <coughs> bit about uh, with uh, Trina, and she was telling us about situations where it's like, I spent money on this, and I got kind of screwed over, and there is, if we did not hit this on the last episode, there are a lot of people out here trying their best. I mean, in every situation, but especially in the acting game, trying their best to rip you off. If you have an agent and he wants you to pay a fee that's not your motherfucking agent, run. There's a diff. There's def, there, like I said... When you're doing a service for one thing, and if you're breaking down something that's completely different, but do you ha- do you, do you have that situation, or have you had that situation? Do I have that situation? Well, did well did oh, you have that yeah. situation, um, or have you not have you not had that situation, or have you been one of the lucky ones? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, people, I suck. I am one of those lucky ones. Oh, that's definitely a plus. I was, I never got screwed over neither. I remember Trina, I think she was coming from the vantage point of when she was young. Because it's really, they all, like a lot of those situations, those modeling companies like mm-hmm. to take advantage of. Oh, I've done kids. that, but that was purely, that wasn't had nothing to do with acting. But I fall for one of those, but that's the like. And that's what she said she felt, yeah. but like one of those, yeah. we can make your kid a Disney star. And yeah. then she paying the money, she tried to become a Disney star, and yeah. it didn't happen, but. I, I don't really hear it as much for like adults unless you are complete. Well, a lot of adults come from being young and having to learn that. But I mean, kids, you can screw over a lot of parents because there are a lot of unsavory parents out there. There's a mystery about our industry, though, that a lot like, of people don't yeah. know about how things go, about what to do. Like, like people still to this day think they can be an extra and somehow push through into the game like for real like or, or stick your face up on a billboard and bake for and bake for an audition i mean dude that there's a and that i hope this podcast helps but like that there's a certain mystery that i can understand people like you said maybe paying for information that they don't have to pay for because google's out here but you know apparently. that's the thing i think the day and age that we live in right now definitely get, makes us more aware of shady things that makes it easier for shady things to be Found out and seen. Right. So. And you got you got you got documenting those and cross those T's now because people will right. find you. Yeah. yeah. For real. <laughs> uh, let's switch gears a bit, man. It's not, like, it's not like the '80s where you think everything is fine. You go into audition. Next thing you know, you end up like Coco from Fame. Um, but some of those stories in the '80s, man, you was easier to get in, in front of good people. For real, because yeah. it was smaller. It was smaller games. But so. now. 
Motherfucker say I pretended to be a postman and I got an audition. Now I'm on. I'm like, damn, you can't do that now. I think that Raheem is the only one that caught that reference. What? Oh no, I saw. I know you were talking about fame. That's pretty. I didn't want to go dark. But, uh, let's keep it live. Let's keep it up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to stretch. I just move along. But um, I'm gonna give you the option. Are we talking Queen Sugar? Are we talking my first? Which one? Y'all, I can do both at the same time. You know, like tell me. Oh, oh, I can do both. All right, so let's okay. Let's we gonna start with Queen Sugar. How'd you feel when you first got the audition? How'd you feel when you first booked it? Because that's the one that before my came out that a lot of people started knowing you for. I remember we had the jazz market one day. One girl went. Kiki, I want a picture. I was like, oh, okay, Kiki, well, get that picture there, girl. I, I felt like I was with somebody. Shit. <laughs> so how how was that when it first started? Like the the the, the early gone. The 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 people, the reaction part of it. That's from uh, when you first got the audition that you was gonna be auditioning for something on Queen Sugar mm-hmm. from Able to and blah blah blah. When you I mean that blah 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 is dismissive. I mean that right. blah 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 is her accolades are so much we could just. You know, dun, 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 dun. And, and that's a whole separate podcast. And after you booked it, how'd you feel? I amazing. I walked out of work. <laughs> I, was, I literally walked out of work and was on the corner, like screaming. And then my manager come out. She think I'm crazy. Or I'm crying. And I'm like, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And I tell her what what I was excited about, and she was like, Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. Get your butt back at the work. Right. Like, like who, what, when? I don't care. Like she, right, she doesn't. She don't know any of these names that I'm saying. Um, <laughs> she forgot I was an actor. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't anything. But the moment I could, no lie. So, but before I auditioned for it, I saw it on Twitter that Ava was doing a, sh- a show based on a book called Queen Sugar. Mm-hmm. I saw Ava's name, I saw Queen Sugar, and I think I saw New Orleans, because I think they said it's going to be based and No, I saw New Orleans, because we probably saw the same article. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. being a New Orleans actor, I often say, dog, anything coming here, I'm trying to get on that. Yes. So, and, and that was, and I remember that came out the height of when, you know, she was getting on, she was on for Selman and all right. this other stuff, so mm-hmm. she was a hot name yeah. coming to New Orleans. So, and I mean, she was also supposed to do a, a movie about Katrina with uh, David Oyelowo. Both of those things were in talks at the same mm-hmm. time. So, yes, I'm throwing it back to you, but I remember that time. Because I've always been a fan of hers. The year before, my friend screened her um, her first film. Uh, why? Oh, great. I feel bad for that. Now it just went out of my mind. We have fun. Um, continue. Anyway. So, anyway, I was a big fan, and I just got my agent. I just got my agent, and I called, and I, I sent a screenshot to her and said, I want to audition for this. I need to audition for this. So you put it out there. Like, I put it out it. there. Yeah. I'm not lying. Yeah, yeah. And the same thing happened with mom. So, because, so, what, you, you booked the role. Mm-hmm. This was, did they say it was going to be recurring from the beginning, or was it something that just you stumbled into? I stumbled into it. yeah. I up. didn't know when I booked it. I didn't know that I was going to be a girlfriend. It was just a character they wrote in. They needed a, you know, the teenage uh, gener- generation in the, in the show. But once I booked it, I didn't know uh, it was going to be a recurring. See, that's a beautiful thing. That means that a writer liked you, a producer liked you. That that's 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 beauty. Oftentimes, that's the people I just love because they're always on set. That's why when you go on set, be cool people. Like you don't never know who you're talking to. Right. You don't never know who paying attention to you. 
Yeah. <laughs> like straight up and down. Because that same thing happened to me on NCIS New Orleans. I didn't expect to recur, but someone just rocked with something. So on this journey, because that, how, how, how important do you feel Queen Sugar was for your development as an actor as well as your career so far? It's, so far it's been primal. It's been so important because... Oh, on a side note, I will follow. With Amari Harvick was the first, um, was Ava's first movie. Yes. Mm. Yes. I've never um, like seen that one before. I really do. I feel like I've seen that one before. It's about the uh, the woman who boyfriend went to jail, and it was based off her story of if she's gonna stay with him or not while he did his time in prison. I remember this story. I just can't remember reading. Really? I'm sorry. It's Go beautiful. Ahead. You were telling me about how, how it's affected your career being a part of Queen Sugar. Oh, um... Because you went from random character to his four seasons in and you on this motherfucker, so, dude. It has been my everything. Honestly, it has been in my everything. It has guided me through, um... Me as an, as an actor. Uh... Taught me about... It, it, it's, I've been through my worst and my best moments on Queen Sugar, which is another, two other learning lessons. It has brought me to my, my acting coach that I have now, who I love in L.A., Miss Tasha Smith. It has brought me through everything. Right. Everything. Because it all goes back to what I was saying about um, it's so deeply rooted in my soul. Because it goes back to what I was saying about how I have to know myself before I get to know someone else. So every time... They tell me, hey, Tanya, you're going to be in this episode. Every time I get the script, I'm not only working on myself. I'm not only working on Kiki, I'm working on myself. Man, it forces you to look at parts of yourself that you probably wouldn't naturally always look at. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so I could totally see that. I'm so that's why that it's it's life-changing. It's been life-changing. Word, word, word. <laughs> Queen Sugar. Um, I remember it's so funny that the last time we did this interview, um, I had already booked it and I didn't tell you. <laughs> no, and the whole time you talk about, it, I'm like, yeah, I'm about to And I'm like, this—he just looked at my face. <laughs> oh, Lily. It said. I was trying to. I was going. I was when going I just, saw your name, I wanted to throw the script at you. I'm like, how in the world you even saw my name? Because I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I could keep this to myself at least until the episode show, and then she's gonna be like, motherfucker, ah, yeah. that's what. And next, you know, she's sending me a text saying, "What, nigga? Is, your, is this? Is nigga? your name on this call sheet? <laughs> Are these dudes? These damn days?" Your name was on the day out of days. That's how I remember. So you read that. You you you're a pro. You're you're such a pro. I I'm telling you, I'm embedded in it. This shit is in my phone. I'm every motherfucker's gonna be on this show. I'm watching. I'm looking. No, honestly, when I get those, if I get those day out of days, I look for New Orleans news. Straight up. I'm like, who who in the city in the in the so I can like reach out to you and say, hey, welcome, and I'm so excited for you to be here. Like, what? I've auditioned for at least five roles every season for this damn show. When I booked the dude, I thought I was going to be excited. I was just like, oh. Audition All three. Right. I tell y'all, he was mad. So, he was, dude, he, he was like, I no, feel like I heard you say that. Dude, just every year, it was like a different, because it's like they kept bringing me back, so they saw something, but... And all and so many of my friends wound up on this show. It's like, yo, shout out to Everybody now. Man, shout out to Mustafa, shout out to Nicole, shout out to my dude Jaron, shout out to so many people on this damn show. It's like I was like, yo. Can I get an audition? Man, L dub, can we get L dub audition? But it was, it's a fun experience, but I remember <laughs> my scene, they cut a whole nigga out. 
and that tripped my head out that they cut a whole nigga out. Hey, and I remember really? I texted you about it. I was like, yo, bro, like, yeah, they cut some of my lines, but I'm not tripping as much as they cut a whole nigga out. You said that happens. And <laughs> I felt so bad for the dude because I can only imagine, you know what I'm saying? You telling your people to watch this episode, you're going to be on there, you got, you know, you got to shine, and you ain't even there. And that's such a reality of the game. Yep, hit it, hit me. Probably, I mean, hit all of us, but uh, I keep it Kiki had a mom that got cut? Kiki had a mama for like two episodes, I think. Your mama, you, you met her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, 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 did the I'm actors so happen? at your face. <laughs> I want to know. I really felt like you were speaking to say, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying, son. How you just looked at me? Yes. Right. Yes, I met her. This lady from, I think she was she was living in Atlanta at the time. And it's crazy because uh, Nick said they worked together before and... She wasn't on TV. Wow. She, she didn't make the cut. And, um, or the story. I don't even want to. Okay, let me backtrack. I, and I've, like I said, we've all probably experienced being cut before. And then I want to say for the people that have never experienced, believe it. This is part of it. Like once that editor not, gets it. It's not personal. Exactly. It's not it's personal. Really it not. has nothing. I highly doubt it has something to do with your performance. There's so much that goes into going into post and. I know Time my, constraints, commercials. Right, yes, all of that. Um, and then with the TV show, the previous story. So it has to make sense what they cut previously before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe we don't need you now because earlier we will talk about we were going to see you. And now this season, I mean, you know, so, right. so many things so much is out of my control. So it's not personal. Um, it took me probably at the end of my second season. To get used so to it? hold on to that. Is there a moment that you... Is there a scene that you really, really miss oh, that's not there now? Um, I would have to think about it. And I guess if I can't think about it right now, then no. But every time it happened, I was like, oh, that's so good. Wait, that could have been so beautiful to see in this episode. Yeah. But. Gone. 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 <laughs> oh, man. How many seasons do you think it has gone for? I think they're about to go into season five. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, a good show, like, five, six seasons is a good run to me. Yeah. But their shows these days going to, like, 12, 14, and everything what? else. You think they're trying to go long-term like that? Or you think it's going to be one of those quick, we gave you what we got? Now I would have to think what Ava, was, her reasoning behind it. Because she's super intentional about everything, everything that she does. Um, so I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. I'm not... That every day, like the season regulars, maybe they will have more of a um, answer for that. But it would ever be whatever I'm thinking. No, I'm not asking definites because right? we don't no, know no, definites. No, no. Yeah, if no, you no, just no. spitball looking how all the stories are happening. Sometimes I watch shows and I can tell you about feel seven like eight. think about seven eight. All right, because sometimes I can spitball it and I can yeah. feel like you need a couple of more to finish what you're think doing. About seven eight. So mm. because they keep the stories that they keep coming up with and knowing the writers' room and knowing like how creative Ava is, she, there's already so much stuff that we talked about that I feel like we could expand it on, but there's so much more in the world that we could talk about as well. So, but, and then you don't want to overextend it. You know what, but this is one thing I'll say is it goes into my conversation that we've had on a whole other podcast about um, how black people, we got this either or mentality when it comes to like, they got the black area. No, you should care about new characters. And I'm like, motherfucker, let's get, I want everything. They always everything. Right. And when I see something like Queen Sugar existing in media, 
I selfishly wanted to exist as long as possible because yeah. it's so black Definitely. from us. Definitely. And I, I just, I, I don't want it to end even though I know. Yeah. If, if it ends, I want something else to pick it up because I feel like we need more, just more stories, more yep. views. Like, and that's, that, that's why I'm like, okay, as long as the black show could go, let the black show go. Uh, Lawrence, you got something that you want to throw out? Uh, yes. I would like to know, you said earlier that you had some of your best and worst times on the set of Queen Sugar. Can you tell me about your worst and then your best? <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna I try. wanted to do it like Oprah. Don't judge my ass. I <laughs> did <laughs> To tell you about them, okay, I'm not trying to be long-winded, but my honestly, my worst day was my first day. My worst day is my... Is that a song? No. no? Okay. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, should, it should be white. It's New Orleans. We, we, we will make a beat literally. out of anything. Right. Literally. Um, my, no, my worst day was my first day. I, when I was the most nervous, the most unsure, uh, the most new, the most, you know, everybody. And I was coming in on season episode nine. So everybody already then like bonded and made these relationships. My, my scene partner is, was Simba lying in Broadway. Like, it's, it was the worst. So, I'm, me going into something and my mind is all over the place. I'm not prepared. I'm nervous. I, they said action. I forgot my lines. Mm. To bring it all the way to the end, the, the director for the next episode was there. It ended up, getting back to Ava, how, about my performance that day, mm -hmm. she had the director pull me to the side and we had to like go over my lines and she had to like tell me what to say and how to say it. Ooh, that's crushing. That's crushing. And that was my first day. I still yeah. had like two other days to go. <laughs> I didn't wish it was just yeah. that one, one and done. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously eventually I got it together, but with some help, which was very, very embarrassing. <laughs> black people say, no, it takes a village, child. We're going to get you up. Yeah, right, right, right. And we're going to keep you for four seasons. I mean, and that's how I work. Dude. Shout out to Ava, though. Like, that, it was a very, that's not worse. That's what I'm saying. Best. But very grateful. My best day. My best day? Y'all, I'm so cliche. Uh-oh. <laughs> what does that mean? No, I'm ready for it. Come on. My best day is whatever that day is. I'm in the moment. I'm on set, y'all. I'm working. That's why she says she's so cliche. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be I'm working. I'm happy to be fucking but working. But it is the truth. I'm so happy to be true. working, y'all. Like, I... Especially being a sub. I come, I, you know, do my best, try to come prepare, be professional. Now I've created these amazing family tie relationships with these uh, people on set, in front of the camera and behind the camera. Like, I'm so grateful. Like, I'm living my dream. So right there's now. not this one scene out of all of them that you're really proud of? Mm, let me make sure it wasn't. The ones that have been shown. <laughs> that's the thing. There was a scene where, it was like the first scene that we, I was supposed to tell, Kiki was supposed to tell Micah that like she doesn't love him or something like that. Mm. And that was our deepest, most intimate moment. It was like the first moment you would ever see 
Kiki and um, Micah, like, together and showing each other love. So they cut that, and I was very excited for them to show it. And it does, has it ever mm-hmm. happened? So Oh, wait. Okay. Oh, my God. I can't figure it out. Okay. Um, yes. But apparently not as however that original that moment, one was. was and just when that it twist. happened, yeah. it was like in the beginning of season two. It just would have went beautiful in the story. But to be honest, I am so... Now seeing it played out and where we are today, oh, I'm so grateful. I'm happy that we're doing it this way. Right, right, right. Yeah, I see why now. I mean, that's why you got to leave it to the storytellers. Right. So they can tell their goddamn story. A D. Yeah. You hear me? Um, but yeah, mm. that's the worst. So Ma. Mama. Ma. I came I had an interesting relationship with that movie. But before I get into that... Um, you was bullied? Huh? You was bullied? No, nah, I wasn't bullied. Oh, okay. I felt bullied. Now you're going to make crack jokes on my right quick. Okay. How did you feel when you knew that you was auditioning for a film opposite Octavia Spencer? My agents was like freaking out just as much as me. When they sent that to me, they was like, oh, oh, oh. And then one of my agents is gay, so he was like, oh, Luke Evans is in it too. Make sure you tell him hi. Yeah. We were all equally like excited. And, but I was like, okay, y'all can't get me this excited. Let me bring it back and let me just look at it like another audition. But right. I was immediate uh, when I first found out about it. Yeah, yeah, what? Octavia Spencer? Octavia damn Spencer. Octavia Spencer. I was so excited to see, man, this Octavia Spencer in a freaking horror film with the black female protagonist causing ruckus. I remember those trailers having so amped for, like I said, it's one of those things about just this piece of media existing. So it was, and then when you told me you booked it, and I had to, and I had to sit on that because, you know. <laughs> Cause, 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 especially like that's the girl from YouTube. Son, I ain't even just that too. <laughs> but how does it feel when you look at it? In mom, your character wound up being the hero of the story. If it wasn't full girl, like everybody was dead. Well, yeah. white girl was dead, and I guess other kids were suspect dead. I don't know because we didn't see them dying and wanted them to get killed. But mm-hmm. how that felt like watching that back? Um, gratifying. Like that shit felt good. I did not expect that. It was a, it was a reward. It was a win for me in my career, honestly, to see me be the person that saved the day. Dude, and they, everybody cheered. They are like, yeah! Yeah, I'm yeah. now I'm the girl that be, why you gotta hit your mouth with that pot? <laughs> I was at my house last week and my, my mama joking in the kitchen about, don't you hit me one of these ever in your life, you hear me? I'm like, mama, really? It was a movie. There, there's two key moments. <laughs> you hitting it with that pot, and when you popped up with that mask, mask. oh yeah, that was the biggest jump scare. Went nuts. I think. Like, like, oh. yeah. And then you just put the mask down, like, oh, like, and then you look at them like, like they weird. Yeah. You just, you I, love you that. Like, that was, I love that choice. That was a great actor choice. No, yeah, we rock with it. That's why they used it because they probably had other ones to go with. But that was hilarious. It just was funny. People, there's people in the audience. I'm I was, just excited to see people. I'll be in a hot sauce all day. What? Dude, <laughs> right though, right? That character is like, why was she locked up? was crazy. I mean, but like, did you guys ever discuss like? So that part, we didn't. I just took it from a place of um, knowing the story and why she was, what what triggered her and why she was doing it from when she was in high school. I just used that as like manipulation. Like when I think, I think. When somebody is manipulating you, it's from them not receiving something. You know what I mean? Or something happened to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like that's with everything, I think. You yeah. know what I feel like? So I just used that. And that was more than enough because that's real. And she was making you take, like, drugs, though. Yeah. What were the drugs? The drugs, 
power control. But so did, did you ever discuss what those drugs? Oh, what type of drugs yeah, they were? They have been? No. So she's giving you drugs and y'all just. Had it to... was the same, but I I end up uh, talking to the director about it. Whatever it was that she was giving me, it was the same stuff that she was giving uh, the kids when they passed out, but mm-hmm. like a low doses or something like that. Um, but like a lower doses of it. Because she had access to so so much. much. Yeah. A lot of it not been for human consumption. Right. right. At all. But then I didn't even notice this, but it wasn't until I got on set the first time around. And what helped me even more was the story of Mommy Dead and Dearest. Have y'all heard of that? No. Have y'all heard of a, a show that's now nominated called The Act? No. No, I heard of The Act. Yeah, but I've never watched it. It's I've a real, it. it's based on a real life story. And there's okay. a documentary, and I think it may be on Netflix. Maybe, or maybe on Amazon Prime. It's a documentary called Mommy Dead and Dearest. And it was a lady and her daughter. And the mom was making her sick her whole life since she was a baby, mm-hmm. fresh out of the womb. Um, they were victims of Katrina. They like lived in like, you know, the country in Louisiana somewhere. Yeah. And her whole life she was getting donations from people around the city, around the world. Um, people were donating her all this money her whole life because they thought she was sick, but mom was her mom was making her sick. Yeah. She a girl in a wheelchair. She used to shave her head all that the time. That syndrome. Yeah, it's yes, exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, and this was the first like ex- the, the most extreme case of it was this case. Yeah. Um, long story short, at the end, the girl ended up. I think she had to have been like 20. But the mom was always a part of it. Her mom would always lie about her age. Yeah. She always used to make her look like a kid. Like she'll dress up in baby doll clothes, always have her with a teddy bear. So she might even really know her real age. The girl, eventually, so at the end of this story, the girl ended up meeting the guy online because she's now older. She, she wants to, she's curious. She meets a, a boyfriend online. Convinced the boyfriend to kill her mom. Yo. The girl is now in jail. Wow. She was in jail. <clears throat> she was originally charged for something extreme like life almost. But I remember they saying she is on, she's scheduled to be released in 2020. Yo. Now imagine in a role like that, son. And when I heard about this, I'm like, that's exactly the same and that's thing. That's the situation. The girl's in a wheelchair her whole life. Yo. And the act does a beautiful rendition of it. Yo. It's so good. It's people out here really. It's to the T, honestly. You're working with Octavia Spencer. Ain't that amazing? What's something that you can say that you learned from just that? <clears throat> I'm gonna say exactly what I said the last time, but you know you lost them. They don't know. We <laughs> <laughs> gotta tell you what you um, talking about. I don't even think this is they the exact now. question, but I remember mentioning it is was seeing these award-winning actors. Mess up. <laughs> it was. I don't know what it is to. No, it, there's something to learn. It like hello, you go fuck up. Like even later with no Oscars and Emmys, you know. They're human. Like that really. I every time mm-hmm. it happened, I was like, I felt more grounded in myself. Yeah, yeah. I felt more confident and more like relaxed because they was messing up too. I like I I, I know that moment when you like I've been the opposite like people that you know heralded. And you see him forgetting lines. Mm-hmm. Or you see him like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And, and it just reminds you like, yeah, dude, we are peers. We are on this team together on equal footing yeah. in this moment yeah. to create something. It don't matter what 
accolades people got. At the end of the day, we all artists that had a dream and we went for it. Really? And now we working. Respectfully speaking, I enjoyed watching that part of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was comforting. So, tell us your experience with the movie. Filming it? Yeah. It was... Oh, it was it was fun. It was work when it was work. But then I also appreciated it more because when it was fun, it was fun. The director, Tate Taylor, and his, uh, his husband and executive producer, um, John Norris, they... It's their film. They filmed it in their backyard from Mississippi and Natchez. Um, he's now almost the mayor of Natchez. He films all his films in the backyard. I look up Tate Taylor, next. Right. Even though, like I still say, I would cast you as the main character, the lead character in my, and I would cast... Uh, the younger character playing throwback uh, Octavia Spencer as her little daughter, so we'd have we'd have been way more afraid for the daughter. You you would have been the heroic yeah. black woman with your natural hair as the main character in this motherfucker, mm -hmm. and everything still could have kind of played out the same. That little little girl could have got a little moment to kind of yeah. save y'all, but you still saved the day. And you stab Octavia in the stomach, and you like hi motherfucker, and then she could have like fell back instead of walking upstairs. And yeah. and you and the little girl, the only ones that escaped, because you know what I would deal with the rest. The kids, they'd have been what dead. Fuck them, them kids, them. and that'd have been in the movie. Why you and a little girl, y'all just went off, y'all walking off as if everything's burning, and we like, oh my god. Like yeah, y'all gonna be killing some kids. Hope not. Okay. Out of everything, I'm an advocate for not wanting to do another horror movie. I want to do something else, but you know, Mike wants blood, blood, blood. So we'll see what happens. Did That's how like we came got my monster's makeup, nigga. Right. They were like, I don't think. I don't know if Mike, Mike saw mine. Okay. Um. But yeah, man. Happy for you still. Girl. Yeah, no. I'm so grateful. It was an amazing experience. I learned a lot. And hopefully in the future, it will manifest into something more. And you have Octavia Spencer's number in your Rolodex, and that can't be, oh that can't be a bad thing. That, that can't be a bad thing. You know what? No comment. <laughs> I'm not complaining. She's, she's very nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> breakout workouts and she'll record them so every scene every day we had we had we was working out in the middle of it she producing now if you had would you produce like this is this is their store on your mind you wish you could get made if you was like a person putting the money behind it uh yes uh i would want it to be similar of um i want to see a story about teachers like teachers, teachers and Yet again, I know that's probably a whole nother world, but that's why I would want to dip into more of what about stuff about teachers, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> James Baldwin biopic. You want to do James Baldwin biopic? Well, I ain't gonna be nobody James Baldwin. No, no, I mean like you produce it. Yeah, James Baldwin biopic. It's okay. long over two. Good luck, good luck. I'm excited to see you playing down. Like, have you been auditioning for roles that are more in your age range? Yes, but then. When I do get feedback on it, she's a little too much. She looks a little too young. Mm. So I have been in that um, gray area lately. Either 
You know, I don't. I really don't know why. Well, the why not? Is you're not great now. That's it. That looks <laughs> like a problem. They want you to look older. Yeah. But, and older or younger and sometimes now i'm in that moment where i like ride the line and it's like nope 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 and other reasons that i don't know of why they didn't i mean yeah why they don't care <clears throat> you often say that that's just a formula that you can't yeah. crack on any given day that same director or producer might have picked three other people who knows yeah and, yeah. So, and there are a lot of people who say they don't know what they want until you show them right exactly you show them. yes and but that's another thing i just know that got to be frustrating because like oftentimes people talk about typecasting and I feel like people give typecasting a bad rep, but I also have a frustrating <clears throat> relationship with it. The reason why I say you get a bad rep is because if you're getting typecasted, that means you're getting that means you're working because they know your type, and right. now they know to send you these auditions anytime right. you get what have you. And if you're not typecasted, you're not getting auditions because they don't know what to do with you. Mm -hmm. I got friends that don't get auditions because oftentimes I don't think. The, the casting director knows their type or where to put them. Yeah. But on the other side, if you get so caught up in being typecast, because the thing is you want to be typecasted, but you want to be multiple types. Right. You know what I mean? You exactly. don't want to just be that one type that keeps right. throwing you out, but you mm -hmm. want to be able to, I can do this, this, even if it's three. Even if it's three, three good types that goes out, but at a point you want it to get five, you want it yeah. to get seven, you want it to get ten, and that's the frustration of what's not in our control. Yeah. How do you deal with it mentally? I, I, when I figure that out, I'll let you know. <laughs> Honestly, like, I'm still in it. Yeah. I, I now get a, a wider range of auditions as far as the types of characters, but always for the characters that says, you know, Monica, African American, or whatever, and they say 25, between 25 and 35, I always get back. You know, you're a little too young. Always for those. But and they, I, they love you in the high school and college. Mostly, yes. What would be yes. ideal role if you booked yourself? Would you book yourself in right now? Uh, type? Yeah, type of role if you could compare it to, you know, something on TV that you're watching or that you have watched. You know what? I was, I literally was having this conversation with somebody the other day as far as, I'd say my dream role. I don't know. And it's not a, I mean, my dream role I want to be a black, this sounds so funny, but I want to be a black female, like, karate assassin girl. Like, that's what I want to do. That don't sound bad. I thought you were about to say, no. I don't know, who, be a clown or something. No, no. I want to be it. I want to be the black female it, which might be sick as fuck if you were, like, it. <laughs> if you were, like, a serial I'm killer. I'm But you're talking about assassin, which is a form of a serial killer, but not the yeah. same. Yeah. But I would be like... Like, how was your girl? Who's killing it? Oh, girl's killing it. Zoe. Zoe's killing it. Zeldana. Because she, she was Guards of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. She was uh, Colombiana. Yeah. She, like, she is... Oh, I would want to do some her type shit. Yo, like, she kills it. But on, like, a whole international... Well, Just yeah, all that international. She shouldn't know. No, Nina Simone would never talk about Nina Simone. But, um, yeah. Zoe said that when she played Nina Simone. It didn't happen. We're gonna pretend like it didn't happen. <laughs> you didn't. Good. It never. It never came it to your zeitgeist. It did not happen. Like the men in black came up for that and Who she know? Dude. <laughs> Somebody know the right person. That's what that means. Somebody know the right person. I'm She's sorry. Words. She did a wig. She Wait. Did, she, this. It was actually taped and filmed. She did blackface. She had a prosthetic nose. Son, she could have just weird accent. You could have easily just produced the film and gave it to someone that looked like you, wow. some actually dark skinned woman to do the role. But no, 
She there is it. a thing we don't need to do everything. We don't. And we don't need to book every every. And know? let's speak about this. Scarlett Johansson was just in the news recently about that, talking about how she feels she should be able to play any role. That she should be able to play any role because you know recently she got a lot of bad rep for the. Like, she wanted to play this trans man, as a matter of fact. Not even trans woman, a trans well, man. Well, it started in. It started when she played Ghost in, in, in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. Because most people were thinking that's naturally supposed to go an to Asian an woman. Asian woman. Uh, so she was like, oh, then she That decided- just goes into equal opportunity, man. Like, come on now. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many people are intentionally not getting roles because of how they look and how they sound and all these other things that they don't have control over. Right. But they just give it to you. That's called privileged. Dude, and that's what she's that's not privilege. getting. That's yeah. privilege. Because they'll be like, well, that means if the real person had asthma. If you don't have asthma, you can't play that role. Come like, y'all, come on. Y'all, y'all know the really difference. Y'all stretch it like that. Y'all come, stretching it. Come y'all on. There's a big difference between me not playing somebody that has asthma and me not jumping in front of the line of exactly. a, a black male gay guy who can play this role. I'm not. Right. We're not saying eliminate straight actors no. completely. But no, the, the trans the trans woman should have the opportunity. The trans actor should have the opportunity to play the trans female role. Right. Before, before any straight you. nigga exactly. you should go through all that whole list before uh, before you give it to any straight nigga if you go tell an Asian woman story Asian woman should be the one in front of you Scarlett like yeah. every time if you go tell a dark skinned dude from New Orleans story I should not have motherfucking Ryan Gosling stepping in front of me and saying well how come I can't step in front of you I can play a dark skinned black no, guy from the- the saw, fuck? No, no 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 I saw something online one time somebody said it and it just blew my mind it just made it make sense it was like privilege is not it's Privilege is not what you what you have gone through. It's not about what you didn't go through. Like you didn't have to go through getting turned down or not getting that opportunity. And like if I that s- makes sense. And like I said, in this era nowadays, there is so much new trans visibility that has come out. I mean, for God's sakes. All of us before, as you heard in the beginning, we were watching Pose. They might and, not have heard that. I might edit it out. Oh, well, shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, <laughs> we, were watching, we were watching Pose when when uh, when we first walk. I first walked into the door, and to say that it's 2019. Well, when it started, it was 2018, and that's the first show with the amount of trans actors and actresses that are there. Is like you would think this would have been done a long time ago, but for you to sit up here and when she initially did that, she was like, "Well, ask Jeffrey Tambor, Felicity Huffman, and how did they feel?" It's like Jeffrey Tambor, who won an Emmy and said, "I shouldn't be playing this trans role. A trans person should be playing this trans role." Uh, but dude, I don't care if he didn't say that. Yeah, y'all, you telling me other white people to see about something that ain't got nothing to do with you don't make me still agree with you. You, like, it just doesn't. You're wrong. You're wrong. Right. If you have asthma, it's bullshit. Right. Unless they have been, unless they have for the last fifty years, pre being prejudging actors with asthma. If they ain't got no actor with no fucking asthma on television. And then you do this shit with the as- with the asthma. Then I understand that. But y'all have been pulling back black, Latino, Asian. A- they didn't fuck with Asian people. I mean, for God's sakes, there are there. When I first started working 
um, uh, working in stage makeup, the book was from the 80s. So there was an option, because I'm also Gumbo Monsters makeup nigga. Um, hmm. <laughs> there was an option to create, and I apologize in advance, oriental eyes. That's what the chapter said. You were cre- you took a piece of paper and spirit glued it to your face and then you would become Asian. Yeah. So it gets real. Stop taking stop taking stop taking shit for people that you ain't got Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's screw this white woman. Let's get back to some acting while black. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's some black actresses that have like growing up influenced you just watching them on screen? Or actors, whoever, whomever, um, like, what's some... Um, because oftentimes I feel like our works aren't as heralded as they should be. Yeah. And our people and our heroes. To be honest, I didn't get to jump on the bandwagon of... I don't remember too many, as far as me, black, black actors on screen at the time that I looked up to. Because I wasn't looking at TV like that at, during that time. I'm not even saying look up to. I'm just saying... Who, like, who are the ones that you remember seeing it being like, oh, I know this woman. Oh, uh, this woman reminds me of my mom. Oh, the Cosby this? Show. Cosby Show. The Cosby Show, hands down. Yeah. Um, Alicia Rashad. Yes. Well, all of them, though, really. To uh, really like, every kind character. Of yes. Rudy, I was just like, oh, they got a black guy on there like me. And then I was even, uh, what was, um, what's the show? Dynamite. That show. Oh, good times. Good, good times. times. <laughs> that show. Um. I, I remember seeing that show on TV too at my earliest ages and seeing them with their hair, with the afros. And that, for me, that I remember for sure because of always having hair like that and I never, and I was always picked on about my hair. Mm. So you always was natural? Always. Or? I got one perm in sixth grade and I didn't like it. And so my mom stopped doing it. And she gave it to me only because I asked for it as a graduation gift. And what's hilarious is this, uh, Queen Sugar, one big thing I love about that set is black hair makeup department. And that black, is not black, the norm. Black, black, the norm. black, 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 so And, so and people don't understand, to speak on how important that can be about having, because I know you've been that's, on sets without it at this point, yeah. That's culture. Yo. It's, 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 it's culture. And Denzel said that. It's not color, it's Culture. culture yeah mm-hmm. i saw that too yes that is the reason why like just the knowing the experience of knowing how to have been with my type of hair before right and what kills me is the the pridefulness of the people who don't know the saying that they do that's the part that frustrates treats me and the next thing you know it's my face on tv feeling very self feeling these things that are very distracting to my job right yeah. now I'm sitting here worrying about my hair because it's not done right. Um, oh, your face because the makeup didn't align or something. Right, you know what I mean. So I'm not doing my job, and to me, that's what I, that means to me. I'm not doing my job. It's taking away from me doing my job, and that's not what I do. Because I've only been on maybe two or three sets like that. When I did Tales from the Hood too, man, my man kept me lined up. You hear me? That's I was like, I never experienced this. Somebody said, "Don't be thinking about my lines." Yes. And when I was on Queen Sugar, shouts out to my dude Wayne, big dog, big mm-hmm. dog, and uh. 
Yeah, and I, and now it's been a, a new a conversation that's been had started been had in in media now about how a lot of black actors and actresses are saying this should be a standard. You should have someone on call that understands yes. our skin, our hair. It's not yeah. it's not one size fits all. Like there's this presumption that a lot of black actresses was coming out talking about how they were being expected to show up already made. That is actually not surprised. Out of curiosity. That is actually the origination of the acting wild black hashtag. That hashtag rather. Really? That's that's where it came from. I've had to come on set and I've had to wait. My call time is at 6 a.m. I've had to wake up at 4 to get my hair and my makeup done when... Sorry. No, not sorry. When Becky walks in completely washed and dried, they can be good. Right. It's like, why are you pouring water on my hair? You're going to cause shrinkage. Stop doing right. it. Right. <laughs> like, why are you picking at it? Get Dude. in there. Like, why is you And, they, and sometimes they pick the most random. It's like, I, right. I got my hair too. They put this shit in my hair. I'm like, what you doing to my hair? Don't you have a sponge? Can I get some good conditioner? Right. Who are these products? Yes. But. Like, why are you spraying me with setting lotion? Get off. And it's not their fault because that's another thing too hair and makeup department is often the nicest yeah. bunch of yeah. people yeah, white yeah. black blue or orange whenever yeah. I'm on the set that's like your safest space yo like, when you, you first get there you be like okay I'm got to be I can oh like, they make you, you know, feel comfortable they, were, they yeah. get you ready for the day so there's ne I've never been on set and they ever made me feel uncomfortable but right. it's just the first time I had a black hair and makeup crew I noticed the difference and yeah. then when the conversation started being had I was like and I'm a guy so I can imagine what it's like for women. I like, I mean, for how my life is. Uh, my and then you're career, natural. It's it's hard, you know. And it's now that I'm on Queen Sugar, obviously all black. I don't have that issue as much. I had it when I was working in fashion for sure. So that was my first fear going into acting. Honestly, thinking about my hair, um, I don't know why I just didn't believe that it was. As black, and it wasn't as black. Um, it's sad. It's very distracting. It's it's unfortunate because you know what I mean we're here too. <laughs> you know what I mean we're I in this industry too, and if anything, we we're, we're culture. We affect yeah. it all. So for you not to like, that's why I was saying for that black arrow shit. Let them pander to us, nigga. They they've been pandering to white men for the freaking past nine, ten decades, nigga. Pander to my ass, suck some black dick. But anyway, oh. moving to switching gears. Is there are there any techniques acting wise that you adhere to or don't? Um, there's none that I don't. I feel like for me, how I learn and what works for me is whatever I can easily um, connect with at the moment. I, and to me, I'm open because I want to play as many characters as I can. So I feel like at some moments, some techniques may work for me at that time and some doesn't. But lately, Chubbick is what I've been using mainly. Explain but, it a bit. But still, that's still conditional, but that's the usual one I go to. But that one is, um, it's a 12-step, it's a 12-step, System, not a system, a 12, a 12 step, whatever. Um, it's a system, why not? System, okay. Uh, where it pushes you to uncover what you have in common with your scenarios, have the scenarios in common with what you experience personally. Okay. So it's, it's putting you in a situation more so than separating yourself from actor. Yeah, as acting a character, mm -hmm. and not and not necessarily reliving that moment, but remembering it. 
What was it called? Like sense. Sense memory. Yeah, we, that's what they call it in college. Yes. Sense memory. A lot of that. Yeah. Works. And it works for me a lot because for me it be, it became very therapeutic. Um, but since it happened to me, it's it will always be there. So yeah. it's something that I can use more often. But sometimes it doesn't work. Cause you know, after a while, you know, this is a muscle. Sometimes that muscle get tired, and sometimes I gotta dip in my toolbox for something else because right, right now that one's not working. You don't want to get stagnant. Exactly. Um, you said it's not working right now. No, like meaning sometimes. Oh, because in that moment. Yeah, in that moment, it's not working. Moment. So. Because you know, everybody. Whenever I'm asked that question, I often. I think that's the best way to be, because. You don't know what's coming, so to just be like, I'm only doing Meisner is like, nah, it's like you never know if that character might require yeah. Stanislavski, Chubbuck, whomever mm -hmm. you want to ride through. So, I don't know, I'm, I'm starting to ask actors because to a degree, I don't think we should ever limit ourselves. No, not at all. Nah, not, not, in, this, not in this work. No, and I'm interested in going into other classes uh, very soon to find out other different techniques because I never know when my next time is going to come and I don't know what it's going to be. So I always want to be as prepared as possible. So before I give you to Lawrence, what's some advice you would give someone if they came to you right now and said, "What? Give me something I should do to start and to get into the um to the, the industry to <clears throat> acting." What would you tell them? I would tell them to. I would tell them to be open and to try everything, but be smart about it. Meaning, use Google to verify. <laughs> I mean, go. I hate that Google has so much power. Dude, first Google of all, Google is Skynet. Oh my goodness! They run but the world. Make sure it's verified by Google or something, but be open to it all because I feel like the the craft itself um, pushes us to be all these be something else that we're not, and you just you want to be able to be open to try all of it and. That's my goal, so I'm going to tell them to do that as well. And what keeps you inspired? Um, my happiness and peace. Mm. Some people don't have that. I, oh, I don't, I, I don't have it every day. That's <laughs> what I want to say. I'm about to say I don't have it now, but I, I'm not going to complain. But, but you've been pushing towards but, attaining it at all, as much as you can. That's Yeah, just that's hold it on to it. Like, yeah. the moment... I get frustrated or confused or don't know. I'm on active mode. I'm like going. Yeah. And I guess that's why I always stay like working. Like, you know, I forget you say it's hard to get a hold of me. But I hate being stagnant because where does that get you? Nowhere. And being stagnant in, in those type of negative emotions? No. Oh, no. I'm moving. I'm going to get out of it. And I'm going to figure it out. And you gotta have a healthy mental if you're gonna like you like you said from the beginning, hop into any other characters. Man, I remember talking to a friend of mine, he was bringing up that no, once you start putting blocks on your emotions mentally, you're blocking the character, and you're screwing and yourself, your, and your whole performance and your job. Boom, and you don't want All that to be part of you. Reason why we remind you once again here at Acting Wild Black, seek therapy. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, not feel a joke. free to yeah. get your get get your mental health in order. Not just for your, not just for yourself, but it affects you. We're working with our emotions on a daily basis. Come on, do what you got to do. Yeah, I me. Mean, so, Lawrence, take her on out of here. Oh, yes. This is. I was trying to do like a really bad James Lipton impression. And I messed it up. No, 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 no. <coughs> oh. I just can't do a James Lipton impression because oh. he always looks like he's going off into the distance. Now. 
we've come to the point where I have this questionnaire, and, and <laughs> it does not work for me. But we do have this questionnaire that was originally. Yeah, I, like I would hope we did today. Can we, can we get there? Mm-hmm. I want an Emmy. I just, I just, just give me one. Speak it. You do it right now. Last, last, last year, I, I almost got in trouble because I wanted to reach into the cabinet during the 48-hour film festival and touch the Emmys. But um, but neither here nor there. I really do want it. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it gets real. It gets real. Um, this original questionnaire is actually from Bernard Pivot. He's a French, you know, television show host. But what most Americans know it from is Inside the Actor Studio. And I've, of course, tweaked it a little bit because it's, mm. it's the gumbo monster way. Sometimes you have to flip that shit. Flip that shit. Uh-huh. Oh. So, starting off, what is your favorite word? My favorite word right now is peace, nigga. Like, can it be peace, nigga? But my, that's my favorite word is peace. So it's peace and nigga? Peace, nigga. Mm-hmm. Peace, nigga. No, it's peace. It's peace. There we go. What's your least favorite word? Moist. <laughs> oh, God. Like, Nobody no one likes that word. Oh, it just sounds... That is the, the, the most... It sounds... Like it sounds it what it's supposed to be. Yes. <gasps> what is... Oh, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. I, I have not, but I've heard interesting things. Um, What sound or noise do you love? Laughter. I love laughing. <laughs> sound or noise? Like the, the sound. No, it works. Like, yeah, why, why are you laughing? Why like, that was, and I, I didn't ask the question. No, you said you love laughter. I was just trying to get the soul here. Oh, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What sound or noise do you hate? I hate. Okay, this sounds weird. I hate the sound of something dripping. Like, it's, I don't know, something about it, it just... It goes back to that moistness. Yeah, this was... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sound of something dripping is very, it's creepy to me, and it, it literally, like, makes the hairs on the back of my neck stick up. Right. It's weird. Right. Ah, uh, what is your hype song? <laughs> you just played it. <laughs> No, actually, it changes, but that's my hype song. What's it called? What's it? Nails, hairs, hips, heels. By who? Ass, fat, hips. Todrick Hall. Todrick Hall. I love him. She just had a whole dance number. Y'all didn't see it, but yeah, you could feel it. Oh, and he's vogue, which is what you have to do. At some point in your choreography, while you're dancing to that song, you gotta vogue. I'm just here. His eyes was vogue. New, new. I, I don't know how that works, but by the time he finishes the season of Pose, he'll know exactly how. Right. And with his eyes. Only with his eyes. Yes. Um, this is actually a new one. Pumpkin or sweet potato? Mm. Sweet potato. No pumpkin. Okay. Yeah, I've never, I've never, I don't know. Like, pumpkin like, nothing. Uh, what, <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? A dancer. Hmm. I love to dance. I wish I knew how to dance professionally. Like, I could just break out in a move, but no. I could just break out in a club, but you know. Uh, your face started glowing when you said it. So it I seemed would love like to be a dancer. It hit you joy. I mean, it's, it's... It seems so good for your body. It seems like another 
great way to like self express and yes. to be therapeutic. And no. <laughs> and no. What, what? Yes, because it's exercise. No, because have you ever seen a woman's feet in point shoes before? Baby, and that's why you better have a bomb ass shoe collection, okay? <laughs> anyway. Yes. And I'm gonna have the money for it because I'm gonna be that as a professional dude. <laughs> Legs. Hated struggle job. What is the one struggle job that you absolutely hated? Another, another freaking cliche. And I think that's what we need to, I don't like the struggle job. I don't like that. It's just a temporary job to get you to where you need to go. This is what you have to do. You're not, don't, as far as this is how I look at things so I can get through my day. I'm not about to sit here and be upset. I'm not about to sit here and nag about my job all day. I'm going to just get through today and then get through tomorrow because next month I'm moving to L.A. Boom. Boom. I'm not about to, it's, to me, it's not, it's just a step. Like, it goes back to what you were saying about your mentality. If you want to get into this, you really have to have a strong mentality. And because you just never know what your next day going to look like. You don't never know how much money you're going to have in your bank account. Um... I I appreciated all my jobs, man. All of them. All of them. That was a very nuanced that's a very nuanced question. Thank you for that. Answer, right? Uh-huh. Cool. What? And I'm appreciating more because I ain't working there no more. Okay. You know what I mean? I appreciate that shit. Okay. Yeah, you got you through um, the next next day really right. times. Next what day. Pro- what black production or film at any time <clears throat> did can be now, can be years from now, can well not years from now because How would she know? Uh, it's like, well, hey, um, <laughs> from now or the past, would you like to be a part of and what part? It could be literally any part. doesn't matter. It will go back to the Cosby show. I would, I would love to be a part of that. It was such a... So who you going to be? What sister are you going to take out? Or are you just going to take Felicia Rashad and be like, I'm here? Can I just be like another child? Ah, like, new kid. Another kid. <laughs> so Me and Rudy Pam? were twins. They had twins. The last set was twins. We would be twins. She said she gonna be Rudy. She gonna take Rudy. Rudy. What the last twins? No, no, no. Who? You don't even have black twins on TV. Well, I mean, probably now. Yeah. Oh well, T. Oh yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. there you go. That's the classic one. Yes, you and I probably got a set of twins. As far as we know, them and the Lucas brothers are the only two dudes on oh, the show. Oh, the Lucas brothers, they're the badass. The badass. They so this. bad. They they good though. Wait a minute. I'm <laughs> sorry. So them niggas are good. Yeah. Or is that them? It might be that we won't okay. know until the future, but like, they're twins. These, every time they come on screen, that's when I'd be like, "You into something?" Yeah. Sorry, 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 little Say what you want about Bill Cosby because it's nasty. Don't gotta say nothing about him. But that that's that's the thing. I'll but talk about the Cosby show. Right, the, that's the, cast, the casting is in that show is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And shout out to Sabrina LaBeouf who played Sandra. Yes, that's and Dondre Whitfield who that's, that's my cousin. Was in Queen Sugar and who's my big bro and was amazing. I was watching something the other day. I was watching, no, I saw an old episode of Between Brothers that he was on. I used to love that show. I don't give a damn. That was a fun show. Uh, If, ooh, what actor, living or dead, would you like to work with? It gotta be. I know we talking, we on a black podcast. It gotta be black. 
Yep. Yep. Nah. You gotta be a black, yep. Yep, nah. yes. be a black actor <laughs> living a day. Right. Okay. You gotta be specific. I'm just saying. Just... At the same time, we are human. It's all love. Love is one love. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. It would be. Either Regina or... Richard Regina. We have two. Regina King. Regina King. It'll be Regina King. All right. I'm a big fan of... I'm like a... I'm a big fan of her work. Of the range of work that she has. Just... She about to be a badass on this Watchmen show. She about to be kicking all the ass on HBO. Regina King. I feel like I would... Technically, I would... I would just learn so much from her. Living Bridges' best friend. She would have been. She been in games since two two seven. Yo, that's yes. how old was she? Like fourteen or fifteen yeah. years old. She was, that was, a, like she was fourteen or fifteen. That show came out in nineteen eighty five. Nineteen what? Nineteen eighty five. And she's killing it still, dog. That like I often say, longevity is the greatest success in this industry. And she has. She it. has it yeah. in space. She has it. It's not. It's in the right. It's in the right limelight. Not too much. Not too little. And she's just killing it. So I would be I probably would be starstruck. That'd probably be her and Mel Street. I'd be like Oh you yeah how many times I gotta say you can't beat the street. Um, <laughs> can't beat the street. That was my other ass by the way when that was I know you we, we we beeped you you just looking on in that motherfucker like okay we, we got you <laughs> Okay and of course the last one if heaven exists what do you want to hear when you reach the pearly gates? Two things just popped up in my mind. Can I, you want me to say both of them? Or sure. You want me to pick one. This is all you. Says do 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 your thing, ma'am. Um. It would be in between. I trust you. I trust you. I've always trusted you, and. You are enough. You are valued. I feel all warm inside now. Yeah. What other people say? So I'm not. If you go listen to other episodes, what other people say? Them. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be one of those. It would be one of those two. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I'm pushing for it. I trust you. And in a very meta way, is that what we want from like in our craft? We kind of seek in our own like that you know that you trust us that, that yeah. we're enough yes you know what i mean that's that's deep you want yeah, that in- somebody's trust is always just a comforting thought to me i mean it always, it always is mm-hmm. so we might get up out of here man yes oh take seven with ten yeah wait but she yes. left us all deep and thinking and oh. welcome to Danielle's brain let's go and heart tell them where they can find you at at instagram on tanny fanny um, Facebook Tanya Waivers and Twitter Tanya Waivers and in New Orleans, Louisiana. <laughs> as of right now. Currently, for now. Currently, for now. Yes. Keep the prayers up. Like I said, we'll see where this goes. But I'm very optimistic and very confident and very sure. Though we come to the end of the road. <laughs> Yeah, I can't let go. It's a natural.
Rants.blogspot.com and check me out on Snapchat. That is Lweber584. And let's not forget the cat is reading Robert O'Hara's Booty Candy. Booty Candy. Snapchat people still Snapchat. Dude, apparently they do because I just re downloaded it recently. And is that genitals? What? What? It, I mean, that's what. That's what <laughs> hey, that's what. That's, that's how I learned about. What about did like, you just say? Back back in the day, um, when Snapchat first came out, it was all about genitalia. Oh no, yeah, that was that. Oh, that was, that was, that was like the secret wave. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Secret decade. Yeah. Well, I just downloaded TikTok. What? Oh, I know what that one is. I don't yeah. know what that is. I just downloaded it. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's like videos you can play with animation and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that. that sounds it. like more fun. But nah, I, I didn't know Snap. Like I redownloaded it, looking at filters. I was like, whoa, people still it got this. Out. Turning them. People are on it. On. Someone told me the other day. Did you see my Snapchat? You mean your IG? Ooh. Your Snap? Her, no, that's right. That's what I would be like. No. You mean your IG? I, I said what? IG. I said, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. I deleted that one on my phone. I forgot. Like, oops. We, we sorry. We sorry, Snapchat. But yeah, man, we getting out of here, man. Till next round. Till next tape. Adios, Liv. And stay off book, folks. Yep. Yeah.